Welcome back to episode three, everybody, of Catching Carbon. We're so pumped for y'all to be here. I'm Luke Lana. I've got Jeff Polio back in the lab with me. And today uh, we're going to be diving into the congressional bill that harbors 45Q. You've probably heard that word. Uh, maybe you don't fully understand it. Maybe you haven't heard it, but you're going to learn about it today. Jeff, what are we going to be covering? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we noted that earlier in uh, previous episodes. You know, you've, if you haven't heard about 45Q, you very soon will. And so we figured we'd take a little time here, take 10 minutes and, and kind of explain it to you. And, and uh, so what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to give you a brief background. What is 45Q? How does that, how does it act? What, to, what are tax credits? What does it apply to? Um, and then, and as importantly, the new uh, Inflation Reduction Act, it actually extends 45Q as well as a lot of whole things with uh, green energy and hydrogen and all sorts of good things like that. So we'll kind of quickly cover that. Uh, but then we're going to transition to the most important part, and that is, what does it mean to you? Why are we talking about it? So we'll, we'll set the stage really quick that we are not 45Q experts. We haven't read the new bill at the at the, at the moment of taping of this episode right now. Uh, President Biden is is hopefully or supposedly signing this into into law, the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes the new updates to 45Q. But we are not experts in it at, at all. We just we know how it's going to pertain to you and what it's going to do to the market. That's what we're here to talk about. So, yeah. Luke, tell us about 45Q. What is it? No, why, why do we care? Absolutely, and it's important to note that there are pros and cons for your business model. So the pros being leveraging 45Q to your advantage, you know, taking advantage of the tax credit and, and kind of helping that build out your model. But at the same time, we believe that fundamentally the supply of CO2 is going to change as a result of 45Q. Absolutely. Business models today as they operate are going to shift and, and you can kind of highlight what we plan on seeing, but it's yeah. just the transition from supply into the free market to take advantage of the sequestration. Yep, absolutely. Not, not today, not tomorrow, not even next year, but in the, in the coming five to 10 years, I think uh, 45Q will, will dictate a whole lot more of our CO2 supply being sequestered into the ground. And from that, we're gonna have to find alternative sources. So I think we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. We're talking a little bit more about what, what 45Q is gonna do. What yeah. is 45Q? Yeah, that is sequestration. Absolutely. And so as many people know it, sequestration is taking CO2. We're recapturing it through different purposes. And instead of off-gassing that to atmosphere, we're going to put it underground, identify geological structures that will trap it forever. That's sequestration. It's not coming back out. And so the government is incentivizing users to capture and sequester. And that's where we hear about the tax credit. There's also tax credit for alternative use. And that's where, when we have conversations, people are most intrigued. You're telling me I don't have to necessarily put this into a pipeline and run it hundreds of miles underground. I can rather utilize this for all of the applications that use CO2 today. And that's exactly right. So kind of looking at 45Q and where it started back in 2017, uh, it was around $12.50 per ton of CO2 captured and repurposed into an alternative market. Alternative market being something that already uses CO2. And with that $12.50 of alternative use, it was around $25, $30 for a sequestered ton of CO2. Um, and we've seen that trend upward with inflation. Uh, government had highlighted on that. And now with the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, we are going to see prices uh, come up even higher. And Jeff will touch on that in a minute. But um, some of the other highlights, historically, you did need to be capturing 
25,000 tons per year to be able to apply for the credit. Uh, and in speaking with our legal counsel, you know, it sounded like there was certainly some opportunity to aggregate sources. Uh, we're talking to some of our partners. Can we capture at this location and that location and achieve those goals? Um, but with the Inflation Reduction Act, it sounds like things are going to become a lot more favorable. So we're certainly excited about that. Why don't you break the bill down for us? Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the day, uh, under the new Inflation Reduction Act, uh, and we won't make fun of the name of that bill. It's an energy bill, and it's it is what it is. Uh, it's a, it's a good bill. It covers a lot of ground. Um, but uh, I don't know about inflation reduction. Uh, anyway, <laughs> somebody he, had to say it. He, I said he it. digresses. Sorry. Yeah, we, we knew uh, he I, would I be said the one I wasn't going to say it before we started this. That's video. unscripted, off the cuff. That's the. Uh, Wait, we have a script? Jeff Bean Jeff. We have, we have a script? <laughs> the script lives up here. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so so at the end of the day, if you capture and sequester CO2 uh, off of any industrial source, whether that's uh, ethanol production, uh, ammonia production, power generation, anything, and you capture it and it goes into one of these pipelines that's going into a geological structure, at the end of the day with 45Q, that, that rate is going up from $50 per ton to $85 per ton. Currently in tax credit, but as we understand it, it's it's not even just you. You can actually get a positive net impact on, on your PL from that tax credit. So it's, it's like a direct payment, but it's not. Again, we're not experts in it. We have references for for legal and accounting groups that can help you on Absolutely. that. If you if you need, please reach out. We'll forward those on to you. But uh, for as, as Luke noted, it, it's today it's for commercial use. If you capture your CO two. But then you go send it into commercial use, whether that's food freezing, water treatment, grow houses, uh, fire suppression, anything you're using CO2 for today. Now that number goes from $35 a ton up to $60 per ton. So there's a, there's a scale that increases every year based on inflation and uh, the PPI or CPI rates. Um, so, uh, the, you know, but it's not, it doesn't start this year, but it starts uh, going for the future. And on top of that, uh, the probably the biggest benefit for investment mm -hmm. is in the new act. Uh, it was any construction project that started before January first, twenty twenty six, would would be uh, would would apply for this. Now that's been extended out to twenty thirty three. So we've got a good uh, uh, probably about two decades worth of tax credits available because it goes for twelve years after your construction project goes on. So uh, and so you know that really is going to help encourage investment. So so at the end of the day. It's an investment and an incentive to capture CO2. Yeah. So why does that matter? And that's really what we're here to talk about. So we wanted to give you guys a background of what it is, but that's that's all you need to know at the moment. If it applies to you and you start and you want to be able to capture your own CO2, yeah. we can absolutely we'll help you and work with you on that. But the more important thing is, as Luke alluded to a minute ago, I think it's going to be a dramatic impact to the CO2 distribution market as we know it today. Certainly. And, you know, I think there's there's two two ways we can look at this impact to supply of CO2 and also new and emerging technology and opportunities. So I'll I'll jump on that first and let yep. you talk about supply. Uh, but with this with this new act passing, we're actually taking the credit to all the way to one hundred and eighty five dollars a ton for direct air capture. And so if you tuned into our previous episodes, Shameless plug right there to go back and listen if you have not, but we talked about how energy intensive it is to take the CO2 that's in the atmosphere and go ahead and turn that into a usable beverage grade CO2 at volume. It's expensive, it's capital intensive, and this bill is encouraging these new technologies. Uh, past that, what will the opportunity be in the mid-market? You know, all the big users certainly can take advantage of this, but what happens to CO2 supply in the middle market? So I think we're gonna see a lot of new technologies emerge, opportunities in sequestration. There's a geography, um, 
there's the, uh, the ge- geological. 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 Not, I want to not be, geometrical. It, not so many geos, but geological sequestration and also bi- biological se- sequestration. Uh, and so people looking for new opportunities to sequester and take advantage of the credit. So a lot of opportunity to to step into a space. It's kind of the uh, final frontier, wild west. Somebody can really come and, and establish themselves as a big player. Yeah, the the numbers uh, that we've always kind of worked off of is for direct air capture. It's estimated to cost about three hundred to five hundred dollars per ton. Mm-hmm. So that one hundred eighty-five dollar tax credit. The idea being, if I'm already investing in these direct air captures, it's just not a good payback, and there's not a good model. So that it hasn't gotten to scale globally, really. Right. Um, but the idea of that is really, how do we encourage it? How do we help supplement it to? to you know, encourage investment. And in ultimately, new you have so, new, new innovators, yeah. costs drive down, Absolutely. and this model then does become economical, and that's what we all want to yeah. see happen. So that's really exciting on the uh, front of opportunity and new technology. Yeah. So let's talk about the $85 per ton. So I'll just pull ethanol. The ethanol, power generation, ammonia, uh, the, those are the large, large producers of CO2 uh, in, in the country for the most part. So if you produce ethanol, and you could get $85 per ton to capture and sequester it. And right now you only capture 10, 15, 20% of your CO2 and sell it in the commercial markets or sell it off and wholesale it so somebody else can retail it in commercial markets. Why? And, and that's the question. And, and I'm not speaking for any ethanol production facilities or anything like that. I'm just, that's my open-ended question to, to myself and to the world. Why would you do that if the market price for CO2 is, you know, for wholesale is $100, $120 a ton? And you can get $85 a ton and don't have to do anything, capture all of it, 10, 5, 10 times more than you do today, and get paid for it uh, or tax credits for it. I, I feel like you're going to. I would. Um, so if you start doing that and all of our major sources of CO2 are now being captured and sequestered, well, they, you know, we went through, again, previous episodes where our CO2 comes from. If those were all disappear or greatly be reduced, mm-hmm. our demand for CO2 hasn't changed. We need alternative sources. Yep. And if we think that's where this is going to help come in and drive a lot of these things. But this current distribution model, the current sources of CO2 that we have within our retail and commercial use, I think are going to go away. Again, five, seven, ten years from now, yeah, not overnight. Exactly. But they exist. The technology exists. The alternative sources exist. The ability to certify and, and, and utilize that gas is critical. Yeah. And uh, that's where I think that's where we're going. No, I agree. And so playing through this hypothetical right now, we have a supply problem. Your big players are taking advantage of the tax credit and we have a void to fill. We know there's low hanging fruit, right? In, in right now, currently in landfill, you're producing methane. Methane goes into the pipeline. But a byproduct of this pure methane is 98, 99% CO2 that right now is, is being off-gassed. And it does not take a lot to go from 98 to a certified beverage-grade usable CO2 in the mid-level market. So, uh, and, and that's just one example, biogas. You know, there are certainly others. Uh, we want to touch on hydrogen. That's hydrogen. another great opportunity. Yeah, really, and let's say on the, the methane side really quick. Uh, think about natural gas prices are, are extremely high right now, and they're not going down uh, globally. And, and really, for the U.S., we're just exporting more and more of our, 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 uh, our uh, uh, natural gas. Well, what was natural gas? There's methane. Uh, so capturing this methane, and methane is, I can't remember the number, I'm going to make it up, 10 times, 100 times worse than CO2 to the environment. Sure. So capturing the methane off of landfill is great. But now we're capturing the methane, uh, but we're producing CO2 in the process, but we're, and, and we're so we're lowering the cost ultimately of natural gas, but we're producing this CO2. Well, how do you re- overall reduce your operating costs? Capture that CO2 and let's use that CO2. Absolutely. So landfills and, and things like that are great opportunities for alternative sources of CO2 in the future. 
hydrogen also. Uh, we'll talk a lot about hydrogen. We're huge advocates of the hydrogen economy, uh, and we believe it's coming. Uh, it's been building for decades, and it's, it's a slow process, but we believe it's coming. And so, but in order to get to hydrogen, uh, you know, it's a lot of energy. It's very energy intensive to produce hydrogen right now. Uh, there are alternatives, but it's just like an electric car. Electric cars are green when you're driving it because it's running off of a battery, right. yeah. <laughs> but you plug that battery into your power generator, your, your plug at home, and uh, it's that power is generated sometimes by wind and solar, sometimes by nuclear, usually by coal and other sources. So it, you know it's not green until the source of power is clean, and and that's where green when so when you produce hydrogen, uh, especially at large scale and even at small scale, you produce a tremendous amount of CO two as well. Small scale hydrogen production. Small-scale CO2 production, capture, and, and commercial use. I think that's a future as well. Yeah, and so as we continue to evolve, and we believe in the hydrogen infrastructure, and we believe in the adoption of new sources, they're plentiful, they're all around us, and there's just a ton of upside to go out and capture these sources. Uh, and so, you know, we're certainly excited about that, um, but, you know, you, you can look at this a few different ways. Either uh, this is, this is, there's upside, I'm gonna leverage the credit, or what am I gonna do with my supply? We're gonna get creative is what we're gonna do. And so absolutely, we believe that this will be a win-win for everybody. You know, we're gonna really focus on the reduction of emissions, but we're going to provide sources for CO2. We're going to enable business to continue at pace uh, and ideally all benefit from the uh, credits that are now being offered. Absolutely. Well, I think we kind of covered everything. It's not the, it's not the most exciting concept, concept in the world, yeah. uh, but it's a critical one. And then again, it, it's the baseline for everything that we see happening in, in the CO2 markets uh, for, the, for the coming decade. Yeah. So, uh, no, couldn't agree more. Sign us we'll, off. We'll, You're way better at it. We'll sign off there, please. If you have questions, reach out. We can get you in touch with our contacts. We're happy to jump on the line. But uh, yeah, we, we are branching into uncharted territory and we're super excited to blaze the trail. Thank you all. We'll see you for episode four. Real quick before you go, we've got some exciting news to share. Jeff Holyoke will be featured as a speaker at the Gas World CO2 Summit in September the 21st and 22nd, and that will be in Chicago. Jeff is going to be speaking on the 22nd, the afternoon, and even more exciting, we're going to be going live for the first time in front of an audience at the summit. So if you're interested, jump to the Gas World CO2 Summit online, get your tickets, and come out and support and see us. There will be a lot of great minds. Look forward to it.